If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Man on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, and this is the show, Noel, where you and I sit down here for approximately fifty-nine minutes. Yep, well, it's really exactly fifty-nine. Exactly minutes. fifty-nine minutes, and uh, we come up with brilliant ideas. Yep, money-making models. To get you as wealthy as possible. As quickly as possible. And all we ask in return is... 10%. You take our ideas. You make them reality. You make billions of dollars. Billions! And you give us 10%. Yep. That's it. That's easy. Yep. Pretty easy. Nice round number. That's less than taxes. Less than taxes. That's right. Even Trump's taxes, where he's going to knock it down to, what, 15%? I think so. You know, we're saying 10%. Yeah. Why aren't we president? We will be. We should be. We will be. We'll be the first two-person <clears throat> president ever. That's right. In post-truth politics, we are uh, clearly lined up Yeah. to be leaders of the free world. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Yeah, it is. How are you, Noel? I am fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, hey. Yeah. In a few days, uh-huh. we have my work's uh, Christmas party. Uh-huh. And we are going... To one of those uh, Brazilian steakhouses place where they oh, walk thought, around with the meat on the stick yeah, and they cut yeah. it off. It's called a churrascaria. All right. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Just so you know, you can be like in the know. You can go and acting like a real Brazilian. Oh, thank you for bringing me to churrascaria. Yeah. So I was telling someone I know. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he, he goes to me. He's like, whatever you do. They've they've got the best salad bar you've ever seen. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Uh huh. Don't eat any salad. That's how they get you. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not paying for it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't I don't care. I'm just gonna enjoy myself. And he's uh-huh. like, no, 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 no. It's the best salad you've ever had. Don't eat it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it, maybe if I was going on my own, I'd want to get my money's uh-huh. worth. But it's a work thing. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just keeps going. It's it's a fantastic salad. It is the best salad you'll ever have. Don't uh-huh. eat it. That's how they get you. But now you're all worked up to have the salad because it's the best salad you've ever had, I right? I just want to have the salad. You so should. I say. You should just go up. <laughs> oh, I just ate the salad. I was all full. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was such a good salad, though. Oh, yeah. Glad they were paying for it. Yeah, I know. I would have been upset because I ate hardly any meat. Yeah. You know, quite often the salad bar is better. The meat, I, I, look. I love the idea of chudaskiri. I love the idea of just sort of just flipping over that coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just having guys come by with copious amounts of meat that they just slice right in front of you. But quite often the meat is overcooked uh-huh. and it's uh, not well seasoned. Uh-huh. And uh, I always kind of prefer the sides because they do that thing or a lot of them used to do. Chudaskiri was like a big thing here in the city for a while. Yeah. And uh, it's sort of tapered down. A lot of the Chudaskiri is closed. There are only like three or four left in Manhattan. Yeah. Only the good survive. <clears throat> right. I think that happened, sure. Yeah. Um, and But they also lay down a load of sides, sort of like the banchan when you go for a Korean barbecue Ooh. or something. But it's like, you know, 
yellow rice, black beans, uh-huh. um, plantains, and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was the stuff I always dug into. Yeah. I like the idea that they have a salad bar. When I was, uh, uh, <laughs> Deb was living out in Queens, and I would go out there a lot. <clears throat> uh, her mom's favorite place to eat was uh, Wendy's. Okay. And the Wendy's by her had a salad bar. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, uh, you paid for one plate, right? And that was it. So it wasn't like an all you could eat. But you could put as much as you could put on that plate mm-hmm. is what you could eat. Yeah. So <clears throat> we would go there, and it would be me, Deb, her mom, her sister, and then uh, her friend um, who lived in the uh, basement apartment. And <clears throat> he would go... And he would start loading up, and they would have like tuna fish and macaroni salad, and uh, or tuna salad, macaroni salad, you know, salad, salad, and you know all the fixings for the salad. And then they would have a couple desserts, and it would be like you know chocolate pudding and butterscotch pudding and that kind of stuff. And he would load up his plate, load up his plate, and he would just put everything on there. So he'd have a big scoop of tuna, uh-huh. uh, uh, a big scoop of chocolate pudding, a big <laughs> scoop uh, of macaroni salad, uh-huh. salad with like ranch dressing on it or an oil and vinegar or whatever, and it would just be overflowing. Yeah. Right? And then he would sit there, and he'd be saving the pudding for last because that was a dessert, but it would be intermingling with the tuna salad. Yeah. And eventually, he would have, like, chocolate tuna pudding oh, yeah. on his plate. Um, but the interesting thing about these stories, Noel, uh-huh. is uh, they have absolutely nothing to do with the topic today. Nothing at all. Uh, because today's topic is... It is midlife crises. How crises. To, crises. Crises. Yeah. Crises. Yeah. How to get rich with them. Yeah. How to get rich through them. Yep. How to get rich... Despite them. them. Despite <laughs> them. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> this is... I was telling you earlier... That this is a kind of a, a, a harder one for me. Okay. I tend to find that the ones that hit a little too close to home yeah. are harder for me to research because, you know, to spend hours looking at uh, all sorts of things that uh, make me go, oh, uh, yeah, maybe that sounds like me. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> God forbid we ever do anything on like psychopaths or sociopaths. Oh, yeah. I'm really afraid I'm going to be like it. looking at one of those tests uh-huh. and being like, oh, God, well, I'm a fucking psychopath. Sometimes you got to embrace <clears throat> the beast. I guess so. Maybe that would open things up for me. Yeah. Maybe I'd feel better. I wouldn't fight it anymore. I wouldn't fight it anymore. Yeah. I wouldn't fight it give anymore. Give in, Josh. I wouldn't Just fight give it. in. I wouldn't fight it anymore. <laughs> no. um, midlife crises. Yeah. I came up with a good fact about them. Yeah. What's that? Uh, so the term was coined by a Canadian psychoanalyst named uh-huh. Elian Jacques in 1965. Uh-huh. So the term midlife crisis is right now a prime age to be having a midlife crisis. So we're doubling down. Oh, look at that. It's the, mid- the midlife crisis is having a midlife crisis right. as we speak. Yeah. We are Generation X, uh-huh. which is us, yeah. those born between 1965 and 1980. I personally was born 1969. Okay. You were born... 70. 70. Oh, we're, you're, you're, we're only a few months apart. I didn't realize that. You look so much younger than me. That's right. I think that plays a lot into the midlife crisis thing. If you <laughs> if you maintain sort of a youthful look, you you're not as caught up in the fact that you're you know over your halfway point. Yeah. You know, midlife crisis really should be called uh, 
on the downward slope to death crisis <laughs> is what it should really be called. Um, <clears throat> but we are Generation X. I mean, you look up Generation X midlife crisis. There are so many articles that have been written in the last year or so about that. Sure. And the slacker generation. Yeah. And uh, how fucked up they are. Yeah. Over getting old. Yeah. And uh, I'm living it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Yeah. That's a good attitude, man. That's right. Just push through. Push through. Yeah. So you have gold, you tell me. I have gold. You're gonna my get man. these guys so rich. You guys. All right. Fasten your golden seatbelts. Because <laughs> it's gonna be a wealthy ride. A wealthy ride. <laughs> Oh boy, we should record this. And <laughs> <laughs> be riding down a flume of cash. That's right. Uh okay, guys. So, midlife crisis. What is it? You're getting older. Uh you're dissatisfied with your life. You want to go out there and regain your youth. You know, so how do a lot of people do it? A lot of people go out there and they get a Corvette or another sports car that they always wanted, right? That's one way, sure. Yeah, so at first I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about, you know, maybe going and some sort of something to do with kit cars to make any car into Corvette, but that stuff's really out there, and that's for the 22-year-old who wants a Corvette and can't afford it. The midlife crisis person, you know, you're at an age where you probably have... uh a little more disposable income, or if not, at least credit. Uh, and you can go out there and you can get the car you want. So what's the point of uh, making these kit cars? So, But I had that in my mind, uh, and I was thinking about, great, so they're going to be getting these sports cars. You know, what issues are these older people going to be having with these sports cars? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked up that, and it turns out, as people get older, they uh, they they have a harder time getting in and out of the low seats that are in sports cars. Yeah, well, hips, yep. knees, yeah, uh, backs, yeah, it's rough. Yep, it's they're rough. they're also uh, the way they're built. Uh-huh. Uh, they tend to be harder to read the dashboards, mm-hmm. and uh, because you're so low, and all the other cars now are so high. Uh, you get a lot more glare, which older people are more sensitive to. Yeah, uh, in, all your, sensitive in all your to mirrors, glare. your your yeah. rear view and your side mirrors. So uh, instead of making a kit car to turn an old Mustang or you know whatever a, a Miata, some I don't know some I'm not into cars clearly because <laughs> you don't know what a kit car does. You build a car from scratch. Well, is what a kit. No, car a lot is. of time you take a car and then you no, modify you, it. You take the in, kit cars are. You get a kit to build a car. Okay, and then you have to find the engine. Yeah, from right? another car. Right. So it's and it's, the frame. It's it's well no the, it'll usually come with the frame oh, right. and you're making a basically a replica. Yeah. Of an old school car, a lot of the ones that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, are like two old two seaters. With like the the trunks on the back, like replicas of '30s cars. Well, that's for that. I'm talking that's about ones that you is. take and you you modify your Toyota and turn it into oh, something that looks like a Corvette. Yeah. Oh, that's like that's a car kit. That's yeah. a different thing than a kit okay. car. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, okay. All, All right. right. You're bananas. Okay. okay. And, but but bananas is good. Uh, 
Okay, so I'm not going to talk about a car kit. Okay, but whatever. Anyway, I get uh, what you're saying. Whatever. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get a kit uh-huh. to uh, trick out your your Corvette. <clears throat> to make it look like a K car. No, 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 no. <laughs> to make it so that you can get in the car of your youth, mm-hmm. drive around mm-hmm. without like, as right. you're getting in the seat. Yeah, and, like, no. Putting on your reading glasses mm-hmm. and glaring and 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 feeling old right. from this young car. Right. Okay. So I started looking up things. First of all, seats. Yep. Uh, and there are for older people with mobility problems. Uh, they have recliners like Lazy Boys that have uh, electric lift in the seat. Sure. So it basically is like a little elevator that'll come up. The the cushion of the seal come up uh-huh. and get you to more of a standing position. Uh, oh, like that kind of elevator to help you get out of the car. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what what we'll do is we'll have a seat that comes up. And it needs to come between mid thigh and your bottom of your butt is the ideal seat height for a person of. They actually have those seats already for cars. Well, we're making them. No, um, they're they're made. You can buy them. I mean, they're for people who are uh, who are handicapped. Yeah, but yeah, well, we're making them for for sports right. cars, for okay. coupes. Okay. Uh, and uh, they they should be heated. Uh huh. Yeah. To help with your creaky joints and lower back pain. Yeah. Most all car seats are heated Listen, these days. Buddy, we're making money. Uh, so uh, uh, and then gold, baby, gold vision. You need uh-huh. to be able to read the gauges, so yep. we're going to make uh, dashboard glass covers out of magnifying glass. That's a great idea. Uh, yep. So that you don't have to squint. You don't have to put uh-huh. on your reading glasses. Uh, mm. And then they have um, high-low contrast vision issues. Uh, people with high-low contrast vision issues need auto-dimming rear and side-view mirrors. Yeah, most cars have those modern cars uh, these days. So we're going to have those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All together in a kit. Uh, we're also going to have proximity centers, sensors on the car uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. so that you can park and it'll start beeping when you get near things. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to have kits for specially made for Corvettes, for Trans Ams, for Z28s uh-huh. uh, that have all these things. Uh-huh. So and what, <laughs> you can sell them uh-huh. uh, or you could even put them in for people. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're making a lot of money. Uh, or uh-huh. or yeah. you could just ask for those upgrades when you buy the car. They don't come as upgrades. <laughs> they, do come, they do not. Most of those come as upgrades. No. Most of those no. come as upgrades. Maybe the on sensors, an Oldsmobile. The sensors come with as upgrades? On an the, the, Oldsmobile. The one thing that, that you would make the money on uh-huh. putting in are the seats. All of it. Are the seats. All of it. The seats and the magnified. The uh, seats, the mirrors. If you're going out and you're saying, I always wanted the 68 Corvette, you're oh, saying. Oh, you're talking about them going out and buying a 68 Corvette, not a the, new Corvette. They're buying the dream car of their okay, youth. Okay, that's different. But that, uh, that you can you can then go, but they. I'm just saying, okay, I, uh, yes, okay, you'll be the guy doing that. That's a good idea. Gold. Dude, <laughs> let's hear what you got. <laughs> I, 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 let's hear what you got. <laughs> You were so adamant about the gold, but I didn't realize you were talking about old cars. I didn't realize you were talking about refurbished cars, because I thought you were talking about new cars. That's why I was just sort of bewildered. Even with the new car. The new car, they don't come. A little sports car doesn't come with uh, a 
electric rising seat. No, that is the one thing. That and the magnified. They intentionally make these cars. Let me. Can you let me? That it does not come with the the rising seat is something you can add for sure, as a as something that is completely not available as an upgrade by any major car manufacturer, yeah. and the uh, magnified uh, 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 dial yeah. thing. That's a Two phenomenal ideas. All right, the mirrors were an Two afterthought. F- well, whatever the mirrors and the sensors, the those are just gravy. <laughs> that's where you. That's where you just give the triple charge. Right. Okay. All right. You can. Would, how would you market it? Would you market it as a midlife crisis package? Uh, MLC, I'd call it MLC. Yeah. Nice. I like that. I like that. Good marketing. Yeah. Good marketing. You know, because that is my thought with this. So. I was uh, doing some some looking up okay. of uh, signs, symptoms, they like to call it. Symptoms of a midlife crisis. All right. And uh, there are uh, this one website, the personal Dow, always dream even when awake. Yeah. Uh, listed 35 symptoms of midlife crisis. Um, and I'm just going to... Sh- throw some out here like uh obviously uh desiring to quit a good job uh-huh uh unexplained bouts of depression when doing tasks that used to make you happy mm-hmm. um looking into the mirror and you no longer recognize yourself have you ever had that have you ever looked in the mirror and been like who is this who monster? Is, yeah who is this person looking back at me does that ever happen to you i guess yeah yeah since i was like 12 <laughs> You've been having a midlife crisis. Oh here God, well. my entire life has been an existential crisis yeah. of some sort or another. Um, irritability or unexpected anger—I think I embody that. But but whatever, this isn't bad. Um, desire for physical, free-flowing movement: running, biking, dancing, fast red sports cars, uh-huh. skydiving, etc. Exploring new musical tastes. Sudden interest in drawing, painting, writing books or poetry. Uh, uh, Shifting sleep patterns, thinking about death, changing to the balance of vitamins you take in or taking supplements for the purpose of extending your life, exercise, extreme changes in eating, uh, buying new clothes and taking more time to look good, hair changes, um, specifically uh, deciding to dye your hair or suddenly shaving your head, like just wanting a massive change in the way you look. Um Anyway, it goes on and on. There are multiple, multiple things. A desire to teach others or become a healer. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, doing things that get you into trouble when it surprises everyone is being out of character. Um, and the final one, which is a great one, is son- someone unexpectedly exclaims, you are going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a symptom. That's a symptom. That's a yeah. symptom. So I was thinking that's a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. And a lot of people sort of go out to all these different places to try to, 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 to feed these needs that they suddenly have, uh-huh. or in many cases, deny them, yeah. right? There's a lot of people who sort of like, I'm not going to be that cliche, right? I'm not going to be that, even though I'm actually feeling this way, I'm not going to be that midlife crisis person. I'm not going to go out and get the new sports car. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and uh, dye my hair purple. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, whatever, get a facelift, or I'm not going to hit the gym suddenly and decide I'm going to get into shape after never being in shape my entire life. I'm not going to be that cliche. And my thing is, you know what? Embrace it. Okay. 
You know, it seems to be something that everyone goes through, right? Yeah. It's this sort of experience of I'm going to die soon. I better get my last licks in while I still can. Right. Sure. That little burst of like, oh, God, I'm freaking out. I got to do something. <clears throat> but instead of destroying your life with it, <clears throat> why not have centers that revolve entirely around the needs of the person suffering from a midlife crisis? Okay. So you can call them MLC centers. And in these MLC centers, there will be therapists to help you deal with your depression. Okay. Right? There will be... uh, Remember I had talked about the classic car club? Yep. uh, In a previous episode where basically you get a membership and you can just take out these beautiful old cars and drive them for half a day and you don't actually own them. You're not responsible for them. All the upkeep is taken care of by someone else, uh-huh. but you get to drive this. Beautiful, and it was just manned with 45 to 55 year old men. Like that is the people who are part of this club and, you know, get one of those in there. Um, you know, for the people that want to cheat, maybe there's something you can do within this sort of safe space. Um, you know, you can get your hair done, okay. you know, but, but by people who understand what you're going through. So they'll, instead of just saying, yeah, sure, I'll dye your hair this color. That's going to last for eight years or six months or seven months before it goes back to its net regular color. We'll do a manic panic dye job or a temporary dye job and you'll get to have that experience. Yeah. Whatever it may be, you know, going through all of this, you know, you can skydive just depending on. You can do it as a, a one-time membership, right, yeah. um, or yearly membership, and you can have access to everything. You can ease into it with a, a, a doing it sort of like a piece-by-piece piece, or maybe a month-long membership like a gym, uh-huh. right? And all of these things, and, and everybody there is going through the same thing you're going through. And everyone who works there is is understanding of what you're going through and doesn't judge you for it. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, you know, it's like you're it's like the West World. Okay. Right? You go in and it's your midlife crisis community center. All right. And uh, you can make a fortune off of this. Just tapping in, I mean, forty six million Gen Xers in the United States making that move. All in that midlife crisis zone. I mean, you miss the big money with the baby boomers. Oh yeah. But the Gen Xers, and who's right behind the Gen Xers but the Millennials? Sure. Right? Well, the Gen Yers, I guess, are right behind that, and then the Millennials. Too many generations. Yeah, multiple generations. And God knows by the time the Millennials come around what their midlife crisis is going to be like. Yeah. It's going to be something. They're going to want to leave that basement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But there it is. That's that's my big idea, and it's a solid one. Okay, yeah, community center. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what you do. All you can do is just belittle it. You no. can't even really attack it with any facts. You can just belittle it. Wow. That's fine. That's fine. Josh is having a midlife crisis about our oh, show today. God, dude. <laughs> is our is our show in our in its midlife? Uh, no, no. We're it's just, just at the beginning. Going. It's nascent. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's brand new and baby like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's just the yeah, end. It's budding. It is budding. Yeah. It is budding. It's got, I mean, we're a year and a half in at this point. That's right. Roughly, yeah, pretty much a year and a half in. We've got, you know, about 43 more years before right. before it's had its midlife crisis. You know, soon what we're going to have to do, though, because if, <laughs> if someone hasn't gotten fantastically rich from our ideas at uh-huh. this point, 
We're going to have to start talking real slow. <laughs> Why is that? Because, you know, if there's some ding-dongs out there, they might need to have it spelled out more. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'll be like, get seats that rise <laughs> up. You know what you can do with those seats, too? What? You could, like, trick them out so they're cool. Yeah. It's not just like an old person's thing. It's uh-huh. got, like... Neon underneath, yeah, for it. sure. It comes up and it's for like sure. make it young, yeah, make it, oh, oh, with yeah. The little horn, yeah. Every time you sit in it, it 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 goes oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> ahuga, ahuga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like the uh, the the midlife car guy. Uh-huh. I don't see that much anymore. I feel like when I was younger, uh-huh. I used to see it all the time. Oh yeah, you'd see the like fat. 48 year old guy with the sunglasses and the dyed hair but like you know swept back um driving in a modern corvette which is one of the ugliest cars on the face of the universe let me tell you something dude what Uh a difference a few blocks make because right over by my place which is in soho you see it every all the time oh man i wonder if that's because people are driving through soho like you get all that off tunnel traffic Sure, but I'm also real close to like West Broadway. Yeah. And there's like the okay. Cipriani's down there. Right. And, you know. Yeah. I guess you just have to go where they congregate. A lot of moneyed older fellows uh-huh. uh, in fancy cars trying to pick up the young ladies. I know. It's terrible. You know, I used to uh, I used to mock those guys all the time. Uh-huh. Now you're I jealous. I used to be like, never, never. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, God, I'd love that car. <laughs> I would just love to just drive around in that car. So what if I'm old? It wouldn't be like a midlife crisis thing. It's just a beautiful car. Yeah. Just love to do, but it's a midlife crisis. Thing. Well, is it, or are, do they now have the means to get the car they always wanted? Well, I think that's part of it, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I always wonder about that. So, like, my thing is, is as I've gotten older, I, I definitely feel, and especially in the past, like, let's say three years, yeah, maybe four years, like from forty-three on till now, uh, my wants like uh-huh. the shit that i you know w- like oh i want this or i want this like you like if i used to think about winning the lottery there were like a million things i would like i would get this huge apartment i would get this car and that thing and that thing now i'd be like uh, i'd buy like a two-bedroom apartment that was comfortable sure maybe had a doorman yeah like the things that i feel like i need now like mm-hmm. actually need are much smaller like my 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 what am i trying to say here my uh Desires yeah. for things, aspirations, has, and it, not even aspirations. I right. feel like that, that 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 means I have nothing left to live for. <laughs> but like my desire for things, yeah. my my aspiration for things, yeah. for for material goods, has really gone down. Like I don't give a fuck about having a bigger TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there was a point where I was like, oh, I'd have like a house and I'd have a a a. a a, a theater, a basement, like uh, in the basement, I would have like a movie theater set up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need that. No. You know, I'll have a 46-inch screen television and a comfy couch. Yeah. And I'll be fine. And then I would just have all this money to, you know, maybe travel with. Yeah. You know, you know what my thing is? I don't. Is, you know, all my life, I really tried to live with a lot of integrity and... Ugh, uh, that's a waste of time. You know, moral strength. Uh-huh. And now that I'm my age, I really just want to get into our newest segment, <laughs> Josh and Noel <laughs> Sellout, in which Josh and I every week explore ways that we are actively seeking selling out to corporate America, throwing our morals and our yep. integrity away, 
for the buck. Yep. You know, I, I mean, look, maybe if Just I had for the buck of it, maybe if I had all that money, I would suddenly my my wants for material things would come back. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just because I don't try to delude myself. Uh, but if I had the money, it would be like, oh, yeah, no, that would be nice. So I think we should test that out. Yeah. And the only way we can test that out is if people uh, send us money or uh, buy us out. Yeah. Buy you, out our souls. You know what I would do if I was fantastically wealthy? What? Anyone piss me off? Uh-huh. I just take a handful of money. <laughs> And throw it in their face and say, go buck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to help me be able to live this dream, you can go to the uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, Josh and Get Rich Quick with Josh Newell show page, hit the sponsor button, uh, and pledge an amount for the rest of the season. Uh, a monthly amount of which we're fairly near the beginning of the season, so you probably got about five months on there left. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Half that money will go to Josh and I. So my quarter of that money may get thrown in someone's face that's while I right. yell, "Go buck yourself!" That's right. And maybe people recognize you on the street, know that that's what you're going to do, and just to make some extra cash, yeah, they'll come up and say things to piss you off. Yeah, and and if you are someone who is slighted by me in this fantastically wealthy way, uh. You might want to go to the Radio Free Brooklyn website, hit the Patreon link, and pledge a money, $1 up to whatever millions of dollars you want. That no threw in your face. That will only go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Yep. None of that money will come to Josh and I. It'll keep their lights on. It'll keep their tie-dyes filthy, their patchouli oiled. Uh, and you can put a little note saying, hey, cancel these morons. Uh-huh. They're abusing their their wealth. That's right. Keep them Radio Free Brooklyn and not Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> wow. We should be sloganeers. Uh, <laughs> sloganeers. But, you know, uh, right now we're starting small. We're building big. Uh, the real money is in corporate sponsorship. So uh, take a little second, tune your ear into our sloganeer, Mr. Monte Lamonti. Hey everybody, how are you doing? It's your best friend, Monty Lamonti. Back again with another amazing tip for you. Today, people, I'm putting on the doctor's cap. I'm gonna give you an amazing tip that only a smart, well-educated doctor would give you, but they don't because they're doctors and they need to keep you coming in to make money. So they won't give you this tip. But I... Okay, this one's for people suffering with chronic ear infections. The main reason you get ear infections is because letting water into your ears. Let me repeat that. Letting water into your ears. Stop doing it. And the way to do that is by wearing silicone earplugs. You can buy them at any pharmacy store where they sell those things. Silicone earplugs. Put them in your ears when you shower. When you go to the pool or if you're just going out for the walk in the rain or if you're going to go anywhere where water might get into your ears wear the earplugs i promise you more than likely you will never get an ear infection again people this has been another amazing tip from your best friend monty lamonti more importantly remember if you heard this tip you owe me two dollars you can google me get that money to me any way you see fit 
PayPal the money to me at Montyism at yahoo.com. I know I said you can find another way, but just use PayPal. The important thing is that you get the money to me. Thank you. Have a good day. And as always, a positive and inspirational force in your life. Your best friend, Monty. Wow. You know, actually, you know what? I've, I've changed my mind. This is what I'm going to do when I'm fantastically wealthy and, I, and someone pisses me off. Uh-huh. I'm going to find out what their show is. I'm going to be their sponsor. And then every week I'm going to make my ad longer and longer and longer until eventually it takes their whole show up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, we appreciate it, Monty. Montyism at yahoo.com. Monty's getting big now, man. Oh, yeah. I think Monty's getting big. I, I'm going to, you know, I'm being a Debbie Downer this episode. Okay. So I'm just going to continue with everything. When I was a kid, Monty, I used to get ear infections all the time. And my doctor told me not to use earplugs because that traps water in your ear. If water does get in, uh-huh. then it gets trapped in there and gets further down the ear canal and gives you a worster uh a worster a worster ear infection. Yeah. So, well he's saying don't let the water get in there to begin with, yo. I'm just saying all right. Uh, cuz those silicone ones if you don't seal them up right, water can sneak in just little bits and then it goes further in your ear canal. You get a worster ear infection because right. it gets trapped in there. It doesn't flow in and out freely. Speaking of little bits getting sneak, <laughs> sneaking in there, uh, every week we have a topic. This week it is the midlife crisis for which you get fantastically wealthy. We also sneak in a little bit of other topic for you to get rich in. Yes, we do. Uh, and you don't need earplugs for this one. You want to take them out. You want to listen to it. So if you right now are uh, making your way to the community center, uh-huh. Uh huh. Or if you are uh, <coughs> welding in some new seats, welding in some <laughs> tricked out seats uh-huh. into your vet, uh, you might want to give this a little listen. Come back later. Listen to the rest of the show. Make even more money, Josh. Please take it away. The Get Rich Quick. Tip of the week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Hello, this is Pastor Jim Kibler. I want to answer a question for you today that's always been on a lot of people's mind. The question is, why are Jews rich? Did you know that Jews make up 2% of the American population, yet they control between 50 and 60% of the money? If you go outside and you look at the lawn care workers, the ditch diggers, the people who put roofs on houses, construction workers, any form of manual labor, waiters, busboys, dishwashers, any of those people, and if you ask those people, how many of you are Jewish? The answer is going to be zero. None of them are Jewish. The Jews own the banks. They own the construction companies. They own the newspapers. They own the television stations. They're doctors, lawyers, very successful people. They have all the money, control all the money, write all the checks, make all the decisions. And why is that? I'm going to answer that question for you. Is it because they're smarter than anybody else? No. Everybody is created with basically the same intelligence. No, the reason is they are blessed.
There it is. That's the reason. All I have to say is this guy's never been to New York. Yeah. If he doesn't think that there are Jews who are waiters. Yeah. That's number one. <laughs> number two, I'm always amazed <clears throat> at there's a weird level of admiration that anti-Semites have for Jews. Yeah. It's a weird thing to me that they they it's like it's it's envy <clears throat> and admiration that the Jews do all these things that they claim they do, that they run the banks and they run the media and they do this and they do that, right? Like they're they're very at, they're, there's weird admiration for all of it because trust me, you do in search for why are Jews rich, you find a lot of viewpoints on that. Um, but they all have this weird admiration for it, but yet they detest it so much simultaneously. Yeah, it's incredible. But so the point of this is, uh huh. That this guy's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that he's disgusting. But if you want to get rich, yeah, just become a Jew. That's really that's right. That's why I'm just riding convert. your coattails. Just convert. That's all. It's as simple as that. Don't hate them. Did you convert or were you born? I was born Jewish. Uh, look, come on. So look I'll at, never be treated the same. Look at me. <laughs> look at your surroundings, Noel. <laughs> Can't you see the wealth that I have been given? Oh, uh, that's true. Is my Jewish birthright? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so uh, become a Jew. Yeah. That's the tip of the week. How about this bigot here? <laughs> Just talking about how downtrodden uh-huh. the poor bigot is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, anyway, guys. Uh yeah, that's your that's your mini uh, <laughs> tip of the week. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw in here that okay. uh, you know <clears throat> Noel is a bit of an enigma on the show. I tend to throw up little personal things about myself, but Noel, we don't know a whole lot about him through the show itself. If you want to find out more about Noel uh-huh. and what makes him tick, uh, he was recently on an episode of Dodge City. <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn, you can hear him. You can hear him being interviewed by Margaret Dodge, who was a guest on our show. Uh-huh. I think in episode fifteen or seventeen, uh, Makeover like Dodge that. episode. Yeah, it was Makeover yeah. Dodge episode. You can uh, get a sense of uh, of of Margaret from from that. But you know, little cross pollination. Yeah, little cross promotion. Yeah. Little GRQ Josh Noel on Dodge City. A little Dodge City on GRQ Josh Noel. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. So, uh, getting rich off of midlife crisis. That's right. What do you got? I got gold, my man. (laughs) I got gold. So, uh, uh, you read anything about midlife crisis, and they list the things people do, right? Uh Uh-huh. People quit their jobs. Yeah. People get sports cars. Uh, Yeah. A lot of them, they say, a lot of midlife crisis people are getting tattoos. Oh, yeah, like full sleeves, really trying to make themselves look younger. Sure. Uh, So uh, the reason they say that this happens here is because it's a symbol of rebellion over their stale life. Oh. You know, it's a symbol of control over their failing body. Oh. And and so, yeah, a lot of these people are going out and doing that. But what about people that may not like their job but aren't willing to quit it and have to look good in an office? I think that's a good question. You know, uh, what about people that... Still want to be able to go around to the country club. and Are there still office jobs where they're like upset if you have tattoos? I'm sure there are. I'm just curious because it seems Probably like... Probably less so in New York, but I'm sure there are. Right, because so many people have tattoos now yeah. that it seems like, uh, it you know, 
you're cutting out a lot of potential candidates. Yeah. But anyway. So, uh, but but so, what about those people that don't want them though? Uh, what about the people who want to become the weekend warrior, but uh, still leave their comfy life intact? Mm-hmm. So, uh, great. Start with that. Then uh, cut to this. In the U.S., there are over 1.5 million people diagnosed with diabetes per year. Wow. Uh, the largest group of these new cases are between 45 and 64. Yeah, age onset type 2 diabetes, that's people. That's exactly what it is. Um, uh, and, it's, and it's your bad living habits catching up to you. Uh, it damages your circulation system. Uh, it causes swelling of your extremities. Uh, also causes deep vein thrombosis, mm-hmm. which uh, is damage to your veins, and it increases the risk of blood clots and can cause heart attacks and strokes. Jeez Louise. So what do people do to, co- to combat this? Well, they go out and they buy these things called compression socks and compression sleeves, which are basically just uh, the compression socks are like socks, but they go up real high. They're like tights almost. They're they're like spanks for your arms and legs, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right there. They're like spanks <laughs> for your arms and yeah, legs. It is, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> great. All these people are going to need them. But, uh, you know, unlike spanks, what I will say, you yeah. know, unlike spanks, they're not hidden. So it's kind of like if you're wearing like a short sleeve shirt and yeah. shirt, shorts, and you're wearing your compression socks and your compression sleeves, you're looking like an old man. That's right, unless right uh, you get them and you cover them in designs of uh, classic tattoos. Brilliant. Uh, so you can have, on the weekend, you put on your <clears throat> compression tattoo sleeves mm-hmm. and legs of tattoo, uh-huh. um, and you wear those around your hip, you're cool, mm-hmm. you're avoiding possible... <clears throat> Strokes <laughs> and heart attacks. Uh, if if you're not of the tattoo sort, uh-huh. uh, we can make you uh, compression uh, compression skinny jeans, hipster skinny jeans. Oh, that the jeans themselves are the compression yeah. sleeves. And gotcha. uh, com- you know, compression tight shirts, hipster shirts. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. They wear the, all those flannels. Yeah. Super tight flannels. Super tight. Are, you see them all the kids yeah. wearing them. Bursting at the buttons. That's right. You need to get out there, and you need to get them, and then you will be young again. That's right, and your dad bod will be totally cool. Totally cool. the kids all think the dad bod is, bod is hot now, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. That is true gold, Noel Deneen. Yeah. You can even, you can really market it gold-wise is, you go, you know, because... Tattoo artists are now becoming like like chefs started becoming rock stars sure. starting in the nineties, oh, yeah. late eighties into the nineties, and now it's you know it's a whole other thing. Tattoo artists are starting on that vein sure. now. There's all sorts of tattoo uh, 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 reality shows mm-hmm. out there and game sh- and well get co- contest shows or whatever they call them. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so there's all these you know great tattoo artists who are really well known and and very expensive to get an actual tattoo from them and you may have to wait years yep. to get an appointment with them yeah right and you can 
market, you can uh, do promotional stuff with these tattoo artists, and you can have them design entire sleeves yeah. and entire uh, uh, things, or even sections of them will be done by one tattoo artist, and that's so you're like, you're a tattoo collector. Yeah. Like, there are people who love getting tattoos. They love to get different, you know, a lot of them look at themselves as like a, a, a collector. Sure. And they go to different tattoo artists and get every tattoo artist that they love to give them a tattoo, so you can even sell sleeves like that. Yeah. With like blocks of areas done by different tat- famous tattoo artists. Yeah. Oh, this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. You make them, you sell them, lots of money in and that. And then the clothing line, too. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. Great. They got to have matching clothes. That's great. That's great. I oh, love it. Love that idea. <laughs> love it. Wow. <clears throat> I do. I think that I would do it right now. <laughs> My big, fat, swollen ankles would love to have fake, you know, old school traditional tattoos all over them uh-huh and i would just put on my compression sock and then suddenly i'm i'm looking like i'm 22 years old yeah ironically though uh-huh. <laughs> uh compression socks that you wear because of diabetes are the exact opposite of diabetes socks do you know what those are no they're just socks that are extra not squishy to allow your swollen ankles oh, right to not get squished by them right yeah yeah, yeah. so don't do those no, get the compressions. No, get the compressions. Yeah. But I guess if you end up with the diabetes, yeah, you need the diabetes socks. Well, until you're like, I am taking control. I am changing my <laughs> life. I am getting <laughs> compression socks. Right. I'm right. I'm, go- I'm getting ankles are out of control. So- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell those at the community center <laughs> in the sh- in the shop. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of things you can market towards the uh, uh, pre-diabetic. And uh, type two diabetic, yeah, crew. That's uh, yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, so, as someone who is of a certain age, okay, and uh, <clears throat> uh, sort of going through a midlife crisis myself, <laughs> based on the list, primarily based on the list. Yeah. Um, I often look at uh, young people, both wistfully meaning enviously, yeah. but also with a great deal of anger to them, towards them, that uh, they just don't know, yeah, right? They, the hubris that they have. And you realize that the hubris that they have is because they haven't lived the life yet, right? Uh-huh. They haven't experienced the real fails and uh, the things that tear you down and make you question your life and what your purpose on this earth is, right? And... Uh, I think that's unfair to them. Okay. It doesn't prepare them for their mid-40s. I think one of the reasons that people have midlife crises is because they sort of end up at 40-some-odd years old or in the middle of their life, and they have a moment. They have an epiphany like, what the fuck did I do? I wasted all this time. Yeah. Or... Um, I I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve, or like, how did I get here, yeah. right? And so they have this huge existential crisis, and it brings them way down. Well, that's destiny, right? We're all destined to have those moments. It's just going to happen. Even if you're the most successful person in the world, there's something you're going to end up regretting. But my thought is, if you were prepared to deal with this regret and this crisis from an earlier age, okay, when you actually reach it, then you don't, it doesn't affect you as deeply. Okay. You're like, oh, yeah, I, I 
did this already. Yeah. I know how to get through this. I've been there. Right. And so what better way to go through a trial of fire like that than when you're young and you're easy to bounce back, but yet it makes an enough of an impression on you. All right. And you can sort of like uh, be like, oh, that's always there. I'll remember that. That mm-hmm. was that was heavy. Right. So I've tried to think up how to create these midlife crises for people in the first quarter century of their life. All right. Right. People in their late teens, probably better early to mid 20s. Okay. Right. All these people that you find so annoying walking down the street that are so full of themselves that think like they own everything and that they're the future. Blah, 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 blah. So a couple things I thought of. All right. So we did the bit and I always go back to to the uh, to the uh, wireless headset. Yep. From dreams, right? <clears throat> so we talked about going into people's heads. We've talked about this several times, getting uh-huh. into people's heads and planting stuff in there, right? So why not get in there and plant these sort of feelings of despair and failure into people's heads, right? And then they wake up and they just start having these feelings, right? But then helping them work through them at a young age uh-huh. and allow them to sort of move on and go on, right? You did one on in regrets. In regrets, yeah, exactly. Kind of same idea, yeah. Exact same idea, <laughs> exact basically. Same. All right, that's what I was kind of thinking. <laughs> but 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 yes, yeah. okay. But 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 I mean, look, that's what a lot of uh, the problem is. I guess with this is that a lot of it is is about uh, regrets, right? A lot of what it, what people's sure. midlife crises sure are about yeah. are regret, the things they didn't do or yeah. the things that they didn't achieve, right? Yes. So. I think, you know, your idea fits well into this. Okay. Right? Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. If you want to re-enlighten me. No, no, no. I just want to hear yours. <clears throat> um, well, that, that that's it. I, I knew it had something to do with, like, like taking people and putting them in some kind of therapy setting. Yeah. Right? Well, no. So, so yours is definitely aimed at older people than mine was. Mine was to do it when they were little children. You were talking about, right. Mine and is, so you right. could have the same lessons that you learn from regrets, but you, you could teach them with something that uh, is important to a kid right but then you could work them through this feeling and then later when people really mess up they'll look back and oh be god like, it's the exact same idea it's kind of i yeah. don't even remember it wow that's <laughs> terrible it's exact, but mine was just in that overall feeling that sort uh-huh. of existential dread that one has of like not having achieved anything and yeah. almost about to die yeah um as opposed to uh uh couching it in anything that they're currently doing in any way shape or form yeah but all right so you know whatever i just i just rejiggered <laughs> an idea that noel had that was clearly gold to begin with yeah. and it's just become double gold yeah next week you're going to be putting in the electric seats in the camaros or <laughs> i'll <something>. never <laughs> be putting electric seats in the camaros <laughs> i will never be putting the electric seats in the camaros i will never be putting the uh, automatic dimming yeah. Rear views. Yeah, that's the add-on. Nope. Yeah. Not buying it. <laughs> All right. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to uh, reach out to us and tell Josh that he, he needs to change his ways <laughs> or come, you know, give us an idea for the show or a <sighs> tip to judge our schemes by or just to tell me that you love me and love my ideas, <laughs> <laughs> you can... Uh, Reach us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. 
or you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Knoll. You can go on iTunes. You can rate. You can review. You can go everywhere. You should go on iTunes and rate and review. Yeah. Yeah. And Regardless of how you get in touch with us. Yeah. And everywhere else that you can get a podcast, you can do that. If you only listen to our podcast, we urge you, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern, listen to us live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes before anyone else. Stick around and listen to what else is going on on that station. There's a lot going on. It's great. It's a great thing to be a part of. Season four, baby. That's right. Uh, get in there. Listen to it. It's fantastic. Uh, you know what else is fantastic? What, No. All that money that oh. you've got and you have so little of your life left to spend. Well, what are you going to do with it? You don't want that money to drag you down and keep you from the things that you really should be doing with your life. You want to just get rid of it. So um, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Please, Josh, sir, take it away. Send that money! <laughs> Jocelyn Wildenstein is a notorious billionaire known for a lavish lifestyle. Her extravagant habits result in $60,000 phone bills, and her diet and taste in wine requires a $547,000 budget. However, she is most famous for her investment in her own face. Wildenstein has done $4 million worth of plastic surgery on her face. Her goal was apparently to be as cat-like as possible. Allegedly, her inspiration was her husband, who was a big fan of cats, and she was altering her appearances in hopes of pleasing him. Unfortunately, the marriage ended up in a divorce, with a $2.5 billion settlement. So, I... I, uh, uh, I don't... Jocelyn Wildenstein was kind of a famous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When, once they said that, I knew right. who they were talking uh, about. But if you gotta Google Jocelyn Wildenstein mm-hmm. just to see what she looks like and see how much bad plastic surgery Ugh. you can spend four million dollars yeah. on. As soon as I realized <laughs> that, and then they said it was to please her husband. Uh-huh. The next thought was they're not still together, and, they, and then they're divorced. <laughs> I actually I was trying to do a theme about the Jews, uh-huh. and I did a Google search of. Uh, how did you spend all that money? Uh-huh. N- nothing comes up. <laughs> oh, waka waka. I'm just saying it's true. It uh, was like as as many Josh. things as come up with how do Jews how how do Jews get rich? And there's just an endless amount of uh hateful rhetoric uh-huh. out there on YouTube. Yeah. Uh you know, they don't ever talk about how we spend our money. Okay. I guess it's because we don't, maybe. Is that the idea? I don't know. Maybe it's just a big secret. It is. <laughs> it is a big secret. Um you know, uh, if you had a wife uh-huh. and she knew you really liked pizza, uh-huh. would you encourage her to get three million dollars worth of plastic surgery to look like pizza? <laughs> like that's that's what that's like. <laughs> that's basically what she did. Well, I mean, you know, what kind of crazy are you? Mm-hmm. Just in general, like I have a feeling if Jocelyn Wildenstein's husband uh-huh. really liked pizza, she might get. F- Four million dollars of plastic surgery to look like pizza. My guess is Jocelyn Wildenstein knew her husband was fucking around on her uh-huh. all over the place. No, and just was trying to do anything she could to keep him. Uh, maybe. And then her crazy went into uh, desperation. Now I feel mode. sad. That would be my guess. So this was her midlife crisis. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because right, I think guys. she probably started that in the in her forties. Okay. We don't talk a lot about female midlife crises. No, you but know? they're going to be coming up more and more and more now. With, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, everyone is in this, more in the same boat. 
yeah, more well, and more. Yeah, well, I know? also think you start seeing things like, you know, Eat, Pray, Love, sure. uh, The Book of Wild. I mean, those are all women basically having, you know, midlife crises. Yeah. Right? And they're, 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 they're out there searching for themselves in some fashion. Uh-huh. But there you go. There you go, guys. Uh, lots of money. Lots of money. So uh, I'll tell you one thing. I know my ideas are great. Josh now realizes my ideas are great. He doesn't really realize sometimes <laughs> until a few weeks after how when he deeply gets they the get same embedded idea. in me. <laughs> how deeply they are embedded in my psyche that it ends up being the exact same idea. That's right. But how do you, the listening public, know that our ideas are great? They're good enough to quit your job, leave your your family, uh, get some tattoos, hit the road, join a band. Well, it's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick for which we judge our schemes by josh where do our rules come from this week today's rules are 21 ways to achieve wealth and success uh authored by mako Patton uh from entrepreneur magazine okay yeah that sounds like someone i would trust <clears throat> yeah exactly uh her own website i might add is called uh federal side hustle news oh yeah yeah there you go um uh so rule number one set good daily habits yeah 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 uh you know you got to get up for work you got to go to work you got to come home you got to make dinner you got to feed the kids you got to sit on the tv you got to watch your tv (laughs) and then on the weekends (laughs) you got to get out your tattoo compression Uh socks And get on that Harley uh-huh. and ride around town and let them know what a badass you are. Yeah, okay. Number two. Okay. Talk less and listen more. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're uh, listening to your partner's ideas that uh-huh. are awesome, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to always just cut them up. <laughs> Sometimes you want to be like, yeah, dude, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I gave you your props with that second idea. Yeah. You can't say that. That's not fair, but okay. Um, number three. Yeah. Spend time with like-minded people. That's right. Yeah. When you're at the uh, 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 Midlife Crisis Center. Yep. And you're surrounded by like-minded people all going through the same thing that you are. Yeah. You are uh, living the dream. Yeah. I think. So uh, it looks to me that we are three for three. Bing. And uh, we are definitely getting rich with midlife crises, Noel. Yeah. So uh, once again, for Josh. Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Back gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. <laughs> 